I gotta say, when you hear that song, it can mean only one thing. And of course, it is Brooklyn Paper Radio live from the Brooklyn Paper Building, which some call one Metro Tech Center North. We know it's downtown Brooklyn. America's downtown. Yep. The Brooklyn Paper Building. I, of course, am Gersh Kunzman of the New York Daily News, the failing New York Daily News. I don't, I don't even know if Trump said that. I'll just say it. <laughs> and I'm joined, of course, by a handsome man on my right, Vince DiMasselli, the editor of the Brooklyn Paper, who, when it comes to editing, learned everything from me, editor emeritus of the Brooklyn Paper. I would Paper say Gersh I learned Kunzman. a lot from you. I'm not going to say everything, but I, I will say I learned a lot. I learned I'll, a lot. I'll, I'll give it up. We got a great show, and I don't even want to tell you how great it is because because I'm not high, and that's relevant because we've got the founders of the Cannabis Cultural Association. That's the CCA. CCA, yes. which is going to have its inaugural entrepreneurial event. So this isn't about getting high. This is about putting some cash green in your pocket, if I'm not mistaken. While we, others get high. we got Jacob Plowden, who's one of the co-founders, and we got Leland Radovanovich, who's a spokesman for the group. We're going to talk about pot. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about growing stuff. Growing businesses? Growing businesses, growing pot, uh, growing growing our economy here in New York City, in oh, New York we gotta State. we got to do something. But uh, before we do any of that, yeah, we obviously should honor our sponsors. Atlas Meat Market, Atlas Steakhouse, mm-hmm. <laughs> the dentist guy we talk all about, and Dr. of course, Joseph Lichter, Joseph Lichter, Joseph Lichter, and of course, Village Care Max. And it's funny we have those sponsors, Vince, because two of them are food. They're, they're all relevant. They're all relevant. Two of them are, after you get the munchies getting high, you want to go to Atlas Meat Market or Atlas Steak. You always want to have clean teeth and a always. dentist because cannabis can get in between the teeth. You know, I don't know if it gets in between. It could probably stain them though. Probably stain. And if then of course, if you're smoking, you know, old school stuff. And Village Care Max is a Medicaid managed care plan that keeps you in your home and smoking as long as you want. Smoking the weed you want to smoke. So I would be remiss if I didn't start the show by welcoming the guys from the CCA, but also welcoming handsome man Vince DiMasselli. And but just so you guys know, I always call him handsome because he's handsome, obviously. Well, that. And I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Yeah. But that said, Vince, what is going on with you this weekend? I'll tell you, over the weekend, I had to fix my car, Gersh, because I'm driving and I realized one of my headlights are out. Well, that's bad. They give you a ticket for that. They, they, they will. Then they find out you're high. Exactly. They pull you over because of the, the it's the old no headlight scheme. Excuse me, sir. I noticed you had, oh, what's that bag next to your, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to make some money. All right. So the fact of the matter is I got to pull, I got I to gotta get this light out. So I got a 2005 Nissan Ultima. Oh, nice car. Yeah, it's wonderful. But... Apparently, yeah, two thousand five. <laughs> runs runs great. It's got eighty thousand miles on it. Runs great. It's like a little grandmother only took that to church. Well, it was my mother, <laughs> and she did just take it to church. That okay. is correct. So the headlights out. All right. So while she was smoking weed. So, <laughs> yeah, the headlights out. So I got to fix it. Right. So it turns out, like to re- to change this headlight, it's like this huge undertaking. Right. You so were going to change it yourself. Yeah. Well, in the old days, you used to have to go out and get like a Chilton book. No. In, right? the, in the old days, it was a Phillips screwdriver. Right. Well, you would still get the Chilton book. Nowadays, you just you go on the Google. Sure, right. Sure. And you say, hey, change light bulb, uh, change headlamp, 2005. And, and some guy has a video. But you don't right? need a video. It just spits out a no, number. You'd think, you'd think you don't need the video. But I watched the video, and now I'm completely confident that this 27-step process, I will be able to do it. Funny thing about that video, just as an aside, it's got like six million views. It's, it's, got, it's yeah. crazy. It went viral. They didn't even sell six million cars. Right? <laughs> and it's always great because they're filming it with their you know, with their iPhone or something. And it's like moving around and stuff. And you're like, where's that screw? Where's that bolt? I can't see it. You gotta for rewind. the record, you were not high when you tried to do this. No, no, no. Okay, I was completely on. sober. Completely sober. So I get the car, I pull the car into the garage and I open the hood and there is the remains of a dead bird <laughs> sitting 
on top of, and it smells horrible, <laughs> sitting on top of my battery. Right, how'd, like, the bir- how'd the bird get in there? I have no idea. Right? You there were, are no, there are no feathers like in the in the grill. I don't remember hitting anything. Wait, was the bird high? It, at one point. Bird, at bird. one point. Okay. So and there, so all that's left. I don't know how long this thing has been there. All that's left are bones. Interesting thing. Vin- bones, Gersh, <laughs> and a beak. Because a beak is technically a bone. It's yeah. basically bone like Right? Yeah. I mean, it's bone, right? So the car stinks, and I just sit so, there. So you never check your oil, it seems. You never lift the hood of that car. I, <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I changed the oil, but... And I wouldn't have done it. Maybe the guy who changed the oil last put a bird under there and slammed the hood on top of him. I don't it know. It happens. It happens. So You didn't tip the guy, and he left a dead bird in your engine. So... <laughs> By the way, guys, you're supposed to tip the oil guy. Just FYI, or else you're going to end up I'm with not, a dead bird. I'm not doing it. I'm All not right. tipping him. All right. So I, so I got to clear off dead bird parts, take apart the whole car, put it back together. I get the light bulb in. Everything, everything, Everything's working. And then that woman that comes down my block and always... Whenever... like. Once a month, once twice a year, I block the sidewalk while I'm working on the car. Every time, it's like she's looking out the window waiting for me to do it so she could walk her dog by and admonish me for blocking the sidewalk. <laughs> like, how, do, how does one block a sidewalk? What are you talking about? You double- I, my, my, my house is very close to the, to the street. I don't actually have a driveway. I have a two-car garage, but if I pull my car out of the garage, I'm, I'm right on the sidewalk. Oh, I see. You, so she cannot traverse so the sidewalk. Out, right, yeah. It's raining out. I don't know if you remember. On Saturday, it was raining, so I pulled the car just a little bit into the drive so I didn't get wet while mm-hmm. I'm changing the light bulb. Otherwise, I would have did it on the street, but it was raining, right? Mm-hmm. So she comes back. She's like, yeah, you're blocking the sidewalk. I'm like, do you just wait for me to block the sidewalk to come out and complain about was it? She, was she high? I, she was totally high. She was totally high. So that was my weekend. Well, hold on. That's it. Oh, he, let the record show he slammed his pen down in disgust. I would like to just add one tiny codicil to that before we talk to the guys from the Cannabis Cultural Association. Vince, you were talking about your experiences changing a light bulb on the rock. That's yeah. Staten Island for anybody who's listening. Yeah. I was on the rock on Sunday. Oh, I heard about this. I competed. Well, I shouldn't say competed. It's not a compete. It's not a I, I participated in the Tour de Staten Island. 35 miles around Staten Island. No one wrote about that. I expected like to go on Gothamist on, on Saturday, on, on Monday or something, and see, like, hey, you're right around, everybody rode around Staten Island. Nothing. The Staten Island advance. Nothing. Advance. What, what, what am I hearing, guys? What, what am I hearing? What's going on? Oh, Vince is watching a video of Orson Welles. Great. Orson Welles is great. <laughs> so, Orson Welles, man. Here's the thing. Toward to Staten Island, 35 miles, I was not high for the record, although I, I will say this, and guys, we're going to talk about this, I'm going to ask the tough questions of the Cannabis Cultural Association. Yeah. After the ride, 35 miles, I'm sweating, my girlfriend is sweating, they give us a free beer, participants, get a, yeah, participants get a free beer, and I was as high as you can get off of one beer, like because I hadn't eaten all day. Did Probably you have Did you have blood taken during the uh, during I the t- run? I could. I shouldn't even give blood because that the blood is now. It's I, there was too much blood in my alcohol system <laughs> after I had that beer, and I. So now I'm going to bring in the guys from the Cannabis Cultural Association because we might want to start with that mm-hmm. pot versus booze. But here, first of all, we got Jake Plowden. Now he's one of the co-founders, a couple yes. of co-founders, yes. and he brought along Leland Radovanovich, who's like a spokesman, all around good guy, and probably also a pot user. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> so okay. first question. Jake, this is the tough one. Yeah. It's really the softball. <laughs> What's the CCA, Cannabis Cultural Association, and why do we need this? 
So the Cannabis Culture Association was created last year because uh, there's not a lot of people of color in the industry, you know, really trying to be uplifted. And mm. one of the things you definitely de- underst- understand is that the war on drugs primarily arrested people of color. And when you look at the industry now, there's not that's not the same. So it doesn't make sense to us that we can fill the prisons when we can't fill their industry. Wait, let's let's stop with that. that that's a very interesting take because we, you know, Vinny and I've been doing this show for a long time. Oh yeah, and it's not like a lot of people come on and say make the whole prison business. Thing. It's mm-hmm. like that's a unique kind of thing. So let's stick with that for a second. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, we, as you said, statistics show stop and frisk and all the stuff. The jails yes. are filled with low-level marijuana dealers, yes. m- users or dealers, mostly yes. African Americans and people of color. Yes. So now you're saying, well, wait a minute. This is becoming a business. We yes. want to get in the ground floor of this. Yes. Now, how big a business is marijuana? It's like a twenty billion dollar business, right? If I, I don't know. <laughs> Nationally. Um, honestly, the estimations honestly switch every other month. You're talking about it could be a $40 billion yeah. to $2, tr- $2 trillion business based upon uh, job growth, um, market segmentation, things of that nature. So there's so many things opening up now that not, not getting in would not would just be insane and right. crazy. Yeah. So because most of these big businesses, Wall Street and all the newspapers, for example, yeah. where I am, they are very white dominated. Yes. I have to tell you because I'm in yes. newsrooms and I'm down there on Wall Street. You know I'm down <laughs> on Wall Street a lot. No, I just yeah. got to point something out. Leland, you're white. <laughs> yeah, Leland, Leland I round out the culture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the token. Okay, for the record, let the record token. Show. No pun intended. <laughs> Johnny, you put up a picture. But anyway, Jake, let's stick with this for a second. And yeah. this is an industry, like any industry, that needs to be desegregated, if yes. you will. But you're doing it. You're doing it firsthand. You're like basically you're trying to start from the ground up. Yeah. So tell us about those efforts, like the business efforts of this. Because we're all smoking pot. Yeah. Everybody in America, (laughs) white, black, everybody's smoking pot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now talk about the business. So in regards to the business, um, let's look at New York. New York is one of the economically, you know, uh, strengthened cities, but we're actually been losing a lot of money in terms of tourism. So looking at it from a business, something that could economically stimulate, you know, things like infrastructure, schools, hospitals, the, the only the only state I've seen that be able to do that be able to do this is Colorado sure. and well it's legal in Colorado exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when you see when when we legalize what type of um, economic um, empowerment do you, are you seeing in places like in places like Colorado in places like Oregon in places like Washington there's actually money being going going back to the state and not going to drug dealers where's that money going what, what are they doing with it how much <laughs> better is Colorado now that that they've uh, legalized pot um, they actually so since they put a um, a provision in the law that actually kicks the funds back to schools, uh, to schools, hospitals, uh, building homeless shelters, things of that nature. The money's going back to infrastructure to actually make Colorado better. Well, there is okay. there is a very big it's a lockbox. There's a very big tax on yes. marijuana. Well, it's like yes. 50, it's like a very high tax. Yes, yes. And so at least like unlike the lottery, which primarily disadvantages the people who play the lottery are primarily lower income people. Yes. And they say, well, well, we'll kick that money to schools, but then they take the money out of the general fund. To yeah. Because, this is this is a. I don't know. In Colorado, I think you've got a mostly white upper middle class yes. people smoking pot, yes. and that tax money is going into the general. Coffers. Yeah, yeah. And now, now, so where we got legal? We legalized. I think Maine just passed it. Yeah, Maine, Washington, Colorado, Oregon. Is Maine how's, Mass- how's the legalization of pot affected the price of pot? Ah. Like now we're saying that, <laughs> we're saying that stuff is being taxed and being taxed heavily. Is, yeah. it, is it cheaper to, to buy it on the? So uh, the tax code is a thing to try to uh, and you know incentivize that you know going away from the black market. But if the tax code is still pretty high, you're going to have people still going to the black market. So. Really, even in yeah. legal states? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. In, in in Washington, if you go into a dispensary, the prices, depending where you go, are not that significantly different than like illicit market prices here in New York mm-hmm. um, because they set 
what they did was they took the illicit market prices and used that as sort of like the baseline going forward. But prices are falling yes. very, very fast. Yes. So falling I'm, in the legal market. Yeah, yes. falling in the legal market. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and in the illicit market. And the illicit market, because there's, there's only so much you can charge with uh, charge for pot when people are seeing in other states how you know how low it's growing. Okay, Not that we would know. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> the key yeah. here though is is if there Your was pot ticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, a little stock ticker. If there was an illegal market in a legal state, then it would be kind of ironic because the pot legal pot growers would be asking the cops to bust the illegal pot guys. Well, that's exactly what's happening in Colorado. There you go. Um, The legal guys are starting to go after the kind of home grow, like collective guys Mm -hmm. uh, because they feel as if they're still funneling money Mm -hmm. into the illicit market. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's, you know, that's another big thing. Like, are we taxing at the right rate? Because if you're not, if you're taxing too much, it's just as easy to hit up, you know, Joe Schmo from down the street. Well, and also in in New York, for example, where the tax on cigarettes is so high. Yeah. uh, There are some illegal black market cigarettes, but it's easy to bust those. It's not like there are growers of tobacco out there who are, you know, (laughs) hey, hey guy, I got, I got some menthol. You want some menthol, you know, in the park. It's not like that, (laughs) Uh, but it is with pot. But I want to stick with the entrepreneurial element because you guys have a big forum this week, a big workshop in Crown Heights. Uh, which is basically the Entrepreneur Empowerment Workshop. And I got to read off some of these workshops you're going to have. We got one o'clock, building your cannabis business, legal and accounting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We got 215, promoting your cannabis business, hmm. which is, uh, Leland's going to come in special there because yes. he's a PR guy. 330, breakout sessions with cannabis business owners, like putting the biz in cannabis, operating an online vaporizer business. Uh, Raj Chawari, owner of Nimbus Vape Shop, is going to come in and talk. And then at 5 o'clock, there'll be a keynote address from the founder of the Denver Relief Consulting. So these people know what they're talking about. So tell us why you're doing this entrepreneur. Because it's not legal in New York yet, guys. It's not. I mean, I look, I'm high as a kite right now, Johnny, (laughs) but not legally. Okay, so it's not legal in New York. Why do the entrepreneurial workshop now? Essentially, we've been always been asked the questions like, when's New York going to step in? New York, and our medical program being this bad, we have to show people there are other ways into the industry besides touching the plant. You can run your own business, whether it be ancillary, it be a vape shop or okay. a, a little vapor kit, but showing other ways than just, you can open up a grow op or something like yeah. that. We're just trying to show other ways of getting into You're the industry. You're saying get yourself into position. Yes. Because it's going to be legalized, exactly. right? Yes. Exactly. New right. York will legalize. you got to get ahead of it, Gersh. you got to get ahead of it. For, <laughs> for the record, Vince, it's 2017. Yeah. Now, putting them on the spot, first Jake, then Leland. What year will New York legalize marijuana? Oh, wow. Um, Remember, you got Andrew Cuomo in office. For at least four more years. Well, no, he could stay in forever, right? There's no no term term limits. limits. No term limits. But he's going to run for president. So when is it going to be legal? Run for president, yeah. Yeah, you don't have the guts to even say because you don't know. You don't know. I honestly don't. I I mean, it, (laughs) it would be amazing if it happened in, like, 2018, but most likely 2019. You're saying uh, 2019. No, no, you're, you're, you are you are so. Are you high right now? <laughs> are you high right now? No. No comment. 20, <laughs> no. 2019. You're saying marijuana legal in New York City. It, it takes two years to pass a bill to discuss a bill about like filling a pothole in this town. Yeah. <laughs> the, so. New York has always been behind the curve with like these sort of like moral and social issues. And we have um, Vermont that's going to be legalizing. We have Delaware that's going to be legalizing. Massachusetts is already legal. Taxachusetts. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, he's got at some point, he's got to read the writing on the wall. And if his real estate buddies are smart and think, oh man, this is a lot of really great tourism for us, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll also put some pressure on him. But I, I honestly think by 2019, 
yeah. we'll have uh, some sort of a legal structure here in uh, New York. Yeah. Would that take the form of a, a people's resolution? A rev- what do you call that? A, a referendum? Referendum. referendum. Yeah. Uh, no. Nah. New York doesn't. unfortunately doesn't work like that. We like, don't have a ballot initiative Exactly. Like, I can go and get 250 signatures, 250,000 signatures, excuse me, on an issue that I feel should be on a ballot. But all that does is allow me to say the legislature has to look at it. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean they have to do anything with right. it. They just have to look at it. And mm-hmm. so Wait, they look presu- at it and they pre- go, okay, cool. Presumably they're already looking at it because yeah. Yeah. of what we, we talked about. Okay, so entrepreneurial spirit is really to get yourself in position. Absolutely. So can you grow weed in New York? Is there No, like good- unless you're one of the five registered organizations, you cannot. No, but I'm saying like from a from a standpoint of agriculture, like... <laughs> Um, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. You do could. we have? Yeah. Do look we have the, the look at the buildings? We can vert, we can actually manage vertical grows and with, with with how many skyscrapers. Oh, you're saying Vinny means can, are, is one able is to able to grow yes. nature wise? Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, look absolutely. it up. Look it up. State. Look it up. Oh, state. It's, not, it's not hydroponics. Yeah, it's not yeah. coffee, Vince. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Can you grow bananas in New York? I don't know. No, you cannot. <laughs> All right. For good the answer. Record, for the record, there are tropical fruits, guys. Pineapples, bananas do not grow in New York. No. What Co- about palm trees? Coffee. You know that the United States. Has only one coffee producing region, and that's in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you talk about coffee, that's an imported product, <laughs> and I don't want to be importing my coffee. I don't want to be importing my marijuana. But we can grow weed, say, at like the Fresh Kills uh, landfill. Interesting idea. Ooh. Mm. Garbage into pot. Place. I like also grown indoors, but. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny's, like, <laughs> Johnny's like, I can grow it indoors. Yeah, Johnny's Johnny. like, check out my electric bill. Okay, exactly. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about something else that's even more important. Should mm-hmm. Should I be high right now? Should I be high? Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It depends on depends on you. You know, there's so many uses for cannabis, uh, medicinal and, you know, adult use. Like, yeah. who's to say whether or not you should or should not well, be? Well, the right reason now? I ask is because, you know, I'm a pretty creative guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> writing a book on the side, doing the show with Vinny, you know, entertaining guests, whatever. Would that make me more charming, more creative? More uh, is Are there different pot strains yes. that would improve all of yes. the things inside me? Yes, and that's I think that's the one thing that's great about pot is that you ne- you can really find a world of different things, like whether you want to be creative, you want to be giddy, you want to just relax, you want to just yep. have a have a way to just pair it with a good wine and have a good night. So mm. honestly, the world, the, the, really the sky's the limit when it comes to strains like that. That's like doubling down, though. Yeah. yeah. Doubling up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, uh, Jake, i got to ask you an even tougher question. So I'm dating this wonderful woman. She's mm-hmm. fantastic in every way. And mm-hmm. we don't get high together because we're, we're, I'm not a guy who gets high. I'm just not. <laughs> we have a little beer every once in a while. But she says to me, she smoked pot a couple of times, and it makes her feel very paranoid. Yeah. And that happens to people. So yes. what strain should I tell her to try that would not do that? Well, you would want her to try indica strain. Indica. That's that's better for the body. And I'm writing this down. Yeah, write that down. So I N D C I A. What I have I E N D I C I. It's I N D I C I C A. I N D I C A. No paranoia pot. So the indica strain will basically get her relaxed. It'll if she has any pain relief, it'll soothe that. So a good strain that could be would probably be. Yeah, strain, strain. Good question. It, yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard in New York. Yeah, because it's, it's like if somebody tells you that they have a certain strain, it's not. It's at all. There's no guarantee. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So exactly. yeah, so that's another reason to legalize it. Exactly. I was in Cal- Colorado right after legalization, and it was like an amusement. Flew park. right out there. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. I was on a story. I, it was like an amusement park. A you likely had these story. Big jars, and the guy would be knowledgeable, just like you, uh, yeah. Jake. He'd be, well, I, I'm interested in. I have a little pain in my ankle, mm-hmm. and I have a headache. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you want the cush, cush, cushy, yeah. cush, cush, like, like yeah, <laughs> ghost train haze or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay. I did. I, just for the record, Vince, yeah. did not did not indulge. 
because of smoke and whatever. And I was going to do an edible, but this was the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. They couldn't tell me, A, what was in it, and B, how much was in it. Oh, no. It was weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to always tell me what's in it. (laughs) they got to regulate that, Gersh. Yeah, they do, but it was early in the process in Colorado. Now, look, guys, you're going to stick around for a minute? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Vince, should we take a break? Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Vinny, let's pay some bills. Yeah, let's do that. Vinny, are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price? Who isn't? Well, everybody is, and that's why everybody should be going to Dr. Joseph Lichter. Look, Lichter's got an office in Midwood with a state-of-the-art technology, the best staff, beautiful surroundings, but the most important thing, obviously, are the prices. Zoom whitening, $3.95. Dental implants, $12.50. The Invisalign braces that go behind your teeth, $39.95. It's no surprise that the New York Riveters, the WNHL team uses Dr. Joseph Lichter to keep their teeth looking bright and shiny and straight. So call Lichter, 718-339-7878. Go to his office in Midwood, 1420 Avenue P, or online, josephlichterdds.com. Wow. Now, after you get your teeth all nice and ready for dinner, you're going to head over to Atlas Steakhouse, because Atlas Steakhouse offers you a unique dining experience. First, you choose your steak, and every cut is aged to tender perfection on site. Then, you pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine selection or with an Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktail. Enjoy a succulent appetizer as their master chef crafts your choice cut as you desire. And when your main course arrives, you will understand why at Atlas Steakhouse, they always offer you a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse is at 943 Coney Island Avenue. Visit them on the web at atlassteak.com. Look, let me ask you a better question. What good is having those teeth all shiny, and what good is being able to eat that steak if you can't do it in the community? And that's what's great about healthcare when it gets personal. Village Care Max, a Medicaid-managed long-term plan, helps you stay at home and in your community for as long as possible. And it's Medicaid-sponsored, so you don't even pay for it. They work with your doctor. They work with your family to get the best options for you. Don't believe me? Go to the website, villagecaremax.org, or call them at 800 469 6292 Village Care Max. Live the life, eat the steak you want to live and eat. Atlas Meat Market is your number one neighborhood butcher shop. Listen, you can't make it out to Atlas Steakhouse one night? Come on over to Atlas Meat Market. They have the same prime cuts that you get at the steakhouse. They're located at 387 Avenue X. And the great thing about Atlas Meat Market is you can call them at any time, order the food, They'll bring it right to your door. They've got steak. They've got chops. They've got chicken. They do not have pork. It is halal. But it's Atlas Meat Market, your number one neighborhood butcher shop at 387 Avenue X. You can give them a call right now at 347-915-2000. Operators are standing by. Guys, I got to tell you, during the break, if you're just joining us, we're with the Cannabis Cultural Association. Mm-hmm. Leland Radovanovich and Jake Plowden are here. They're having a big entrepreneurial workshop about pot. During the break, you guys were listening to the commercials, and we were talking about Gersh Kuntzman's experience being high. <laughs> now, there's been like three. <laughs> experience number one was in college. Somebody gave me something, I smoked it, and all I know is I made love to an Angora sweater. <laughs> I, I I, people were like, you were so high, you were like making out with that sweater. There was, and nobody was wearing the sweater. But you don't remember anything about no, why remember. you were doing this to the sweater? Well, listen, Angora is a wonderful wool. It right? is. No, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> most, most important, fairly recently, I was at a party. I think it was like a pre-Super Bowl party, like a playoff party. Mm-hmm. 
with Stephen Rex Brown, former Brooklyn paper reporter. I don't think I'm sharing dirty stories out of school. SRB. Stephen Rex Brown hands me a joint. I take a couple of puffs. It goes around the room. I don't know if Stephen. I don't know if Stephen. You don't know if he partook. Don't, don't know. Goes around the room a couple times. And so now you know me, Johnny. I'm the kind of guy who's. Someone says something to me. I got to retort. Yes. I got to retort. It's like I'm snapping, right? Yeah. You don't know when to shut your mouth. Someone said something to me, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and like the 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 retort is in my head. It's I know exactly. It wasn't like I was numb. I just could not say it. So I asked Jake, "What was I on? <laughs> what happened to me?" You were on a very good sativa. With, with that, with that, with that, from what I, from what that sounds. So like, in other words, because yeah. I could form the thought, yeah, I just could, couldn't. You just couldn't process it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then the whole the whole afternoon, I was like, <laughs> now, oh. But wait, you said that it was a very good. Sativa. Why is that a good? Well, I know it's a good thing to keep Gersh quiet, but. Why is that a good thing? What the uh, yeah the, the, the yeah, well, first well cannabis well, everyone's endocannabinoid system is different so whereas he might be he might be slower on the process someone might be more fast witted on terms of their uh, the sativa stimulated in your cortex so it cannabis different for everybody oh else. so even the same strain in two different people could be totally different yes yeah. oh, so we got to do a lot of experimentation oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you never know you might smoke you might, next time you end up smoking with your girlfriend she may end up falling asleep so you never no, know. I don't want that but here's the thing <laughs> so so it seems to me that uh, if you if you try Try something and it's not working for you. You got to try something different. Mm -hmm. and, but if it's working for Vince and he says, "Oh, you got to try this stuff," yeah. it may not work for me. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone, everyone's body okay. is different. But now I got to ask the tough question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a booze guy. <laughs> Vince and I, after the show, I mean, it's ten o'clock now. We're probably not going to do it. But after the show, what do you mean? What do you mean? We're going to do it. We, have, we usually have a snifter, <laughs> a snifter of bourbon or scotch or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And we feel like a million bucks after the show, but we know exactly what the feeling is going to be. It's not going to change. Yeah. So, it sounds to me like booze is a better product. Well, or no, or no, that's a tough question. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily say it's a better product. Um, I, you haven't used cannabis enough to get that same familiarity mm -hmm. with uh, the feelings around it. You know, mm -hmm. in the same way that some people are like, "Oh, I can't drink vodka because it does this to me." Uh, you could kind of use the same analogy for cannabis. And mm -hmm. so, like, the more you use cannabis, you get used to. Those kind of like the body feelings, the mind feelings. It's yeah. kind of true because the first time I got drunk, I didn't know what was going on. I took <laughs> off all my clothes and ran out into the street naked, and I was in Moscow. I was in, they have this, <laughs> crazy, they have this crazy what? vodka there. It's a long story. I, it's a long story, but I, I, it, I, it did not end with me in a Soviet prison. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> But I, I don't I don't see that problem with with alcohol. Yeah, like, I think I you either. get the same thing. The only alcohol alcoholic beverage I've ever had that had a different effect on me was tequila, and it was probably because I drank so much of it. <laughs> that I was in a bar in a, in a, it's like South Padre Island. It was one of those pool bars that you mm -hmm. swim up to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was with my brother, oh, who yeah. has the same name as my dad. Wait, which my brother? Dad, your asshole brother. My asshole brother. Okay. <laughs> and he has the same name as my dad. I have an asshole brother and a fat brother. Yeah. All right. <laughs> My asshole brother is my asshole brother because he begins and ends every sentence with asshole. Yeah, give us an example. Asshole. How many times have I told you not to do that, asshole? <laughs> That's it. All right. So, asshole. I'm going to swim over to that bar and get me uh, a pina colada with tequila, asshole. Well, he has the, he has the same name as my, as my dad. Yeah. And we both swim up to the bar and we put everything on my dad's bill. Yeah. Because he could do that, you know? Yeah. And we drank tequila until I literally fell backwards into the pool. The lifeguard had to pull me out. <laughs> wow. That was that was yeah. a very bad experience. Wow. I bet it wasn't the tequila. I bet it was some bad mix they used, like a sugary mix. Uh, I was I was drinking margaritas or something like that. And that night I had the worst nightmares. Wow, you really were wow. wasted away so again in margaritas. Should have been smoking pot. <laughs> okay, but now let's talk let's talk about hangover. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because I get hangovers. Deal. Johnny, you know I'm 
you know, I got two kids. I got the radio show. I'm writing a novel. I'm a very creative guy. So I drink a lot, and I get hungover. <laughs> and then that affects me in the morning. Then I drink a lot of coffee. So it's like a balancing. I'm balancing the the can the the the, mar- the not marijuana the, the, the caffeine the and caffeine the, the and the alcohol. Yeah. And it's like a constant dance. Yeah. Would pot eliminate that dance? E- absolutely. Really? So I should I should be high right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it works for you, you know, some people do substitute caffeine for certain sativa strains. Yeah. Um, some people substitute like I typically don't do a nightcap anymore. I have like. Uh, a little bit of cannabis to help me go to sleep. Allegedly. And I, and I never Allegedly. have insomnia issues. Yeah. Like, never. Yeah. So it helps you sleep. What, what strain mm. do you use for sleep? Yeah, what's that one? I, I wish I could tell you because it's, uh, you know, it's, Weird, it's, it's, yeah. it's New York illicit marketing, so yeah. I don't know. They tell me it's a name. It's which, OG Kush, man. It's <laughs> loud, man. Yo, you haven't had anything like this, man. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like I don't want to deal That's the vernacular of the Wait pot dealer. Wait a minute. At this point, you're dealing with someone you you try, you try know, right? Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, but what do they know? Yeah, but what do, in terms of, if I know in terms of terpene, terpenes and things like that in terms of the plant, I know I know about the plant. But this, does the dealer give it, giving me the OG Kush? Is he sure about how much the THC CBD levels? Because I who knows he's giving me he's giving me something that might be high in THC and I might be paranoid. So you know it might also be oregano. There you go. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I, exactly. I, I got high on oregano once too. <laughs> that was just a fluke. All right. So you don't even know sometimes yes. what you're getting. Yeah. Well, that right off the bat, that says to me that that's a bad situation. Yeah, of course it's a bad situation. No, because I, I get a bottle of Doers because I think for as a blend, it's relatively inexpensive. I'm okay with Doers. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting yeah. every time. You know every time. Yeah. Every time. And it's, a, and it's the same product every single time. Yeah. So we need that with pot. Yeah. I yes. mean, that's you know that's sort of one of the things that CCA is hoping to do is to legalize in New York to kind of help one of those things. I yeah. mean, that's you don't want illicit market because you don't know what you're getting you don't know who you're getting it from you don't know right. really anything how much pesticides about it. as far as you it. know it could have all sorts of little bugs in it spider mites it, pesticides a whole host of other things that aren't really covered in an illicit market okay but so now you know trump you ever wa- smoke spider mites Kirsch? they're amazing yeah. trump <laughs> wants trump wants to build a wall and you know about the wall right yeah. and he keeps saying oh we'll build the wall it'll keep out the immigrants but it'll also keep Kirsch, out let's the drugs be clear. We build that wall, it solves all our problems. Yeah. <laughs> According to Trump, it solves all our problems. So build, build a wall. A lot of these drugs that you're taking, you're smoking, you're talking about, they're not coming from the United States. They're not all domestic, well, are they? You think they are? I mean, oh. cannabis, supposedly a recent study showed that actually uh, Mexican cartels are now importing yeah. cannabis from America. Because yeah. uh, ours is better. I mean, no, I don't know about that. We, we yeah, maybe. <laughs> profit profit margins are larger. Uh, Wallace. I think uh, we're saying the profit margins. We are have the best cannabis in the world. It is great. No, it is fantastic cannabis. That's a bad cannabis. That's a very bad Trump imitation. Know, but but he's it. making a good point, which is maybe maybe Donald Trump could get in front of that and say, wait a minute, if the drugs are going out of our country, the last thing we need is a wall. Let the you know let the you know. Let us sell our drugs. We are yeah. getting killed on cannabis. We're getting killed on cannabis. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize that. That's it. That's interesting. All right. Guys, you're having an entrepreneurial empowerment workshop. Yes. I know we've kind of glossed over this, but this is a big business in this country. And if you're joining, joining us right now, we're talking to Jake and Leland from the Cannabis Cultural Association. But you're doing it in Crown Heights. Yes. Let's get back to the original issue. The Cannabis Cultural Association is a group that initially wants to help minority businessmen yeah. and women, right? Yes, yes. We're trying to, and not even, just, not even just do that. We're trying to create a safe space where people can feel comfortable talking about, you know, 
not even just being victims in the war on drugs. One of the main reasons why this is important because people are still afraid. People are still understanding that this is a plant, but people are still going to jail over this plant, especially pe people of color. But 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 numbers of, of arrests because they, they they decriminalized personal amounts. Like how yeah. much is that that bag that they showed the cops? They, it was the greatest <laughs> was press conference yeah. I ever went to. What it, is it an was, ounce? It was the mayor and the police commissioner holding yeah, up. Right, a, and yeah. How much was that? I, it it it, sh it should have been less than an ounce, which is like twenty seven or twenty eight grams, because that's what is a uh, uh, unlawful possession of marijuana, which is essentially just a violation. Anything yeah. above that is a misdemeanor. No, charge. I think it was more than an ounce. Vinny's going to look it up, but it was like a big bag. It looked like a really big bag. Anyway. But it was all kind of shake, so it's hard to it's say. Like oregano and a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> all kind of shake. Okay, but the idea is they... they, they mites. Ostensibly decriminalized small amounts. Yes. So is that helping the problem of arresting all these low-level, mostly minority guys? Or are they still just getting... I think they said uh, uh, like small arrests, and I think like sightings were still going up in communities of color. So what do you mean sightings? Like uh, you're still getting ticketed for having up small amounts of. So yeah, those were still going up. Oh, ticketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but not for small amounts. I thought the, oh, I, the small amounts was small, just a ticket. Yeah. No, small amounts is just yeah, a ticket. So, so people aren't being arrested and tossed in jail for it, no. um, but people of color still make up like the majority of. Now just the citations yeah. that they're giving out. Where are you seeing that? Is that did anybody write about that? Because that's a very good topic. Now, yeah. you know, um, there was a the the worst um, community was in Queens, and I'm trying to remember which community it was, but I remember reading it recently. Um, how Jamaica. Uh, probably, honestly, mm -hmm. that was um, a joke. Actually, was that, yeah, that was, was it was a that was a reggae <laughs> joke. I don't know if you noticed. That. <laughs> no, but wait, I, this is actually an interesting topic because nobody's really addressed. The two years since they quote unquote decriminalized small amounts, mm -hmm. you're telling me that minorities are still getting the vast majority of citations. Yeah, it's, it's happening in states in Colorado as well too. Just just the same. Yeah. Why is that? Is that just racism? Is that straight out racism? Or are they cops yeah, only target? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. And I imagine the cops are targeting certain neighborhoods yeah. where th they happen to be minority neighborhoods because yeah. they know why it's easier to find people with yeah. drugs there. Yeah. Well, well are people are more people smoking out on the street in in those neighborhoods than in other neighborhoods? It's e I think it's easier to convict somebody in those neighborhoods. Yeah. Like somebody in a wealthier neighborhood is going to have resources to fight a ticket or to you know throw a hubbub over the issue, and mm -hmm. and they may know a little bit more about the judicial system than some of the the kind of lower income neighborhoods. No, but, I but I just think people on Staten Island have backyards. Well, no, but another <laughs> argument though is. If you hit up rich people, they're li liable to just pay the ticket. You know what I mean? You you won't have an issue of you know, they'll be like oh, hundred dollar ticket or whatever. It's not something yeah. that goes on your permanent yeah. record or anything. So like I that. don't know. Maybe maybe the argument should be let's just ticket all these rich people. I <laughs> mean that would end cannabis prohibition so fast. Yeah, exactly. If we started no. doing that. No, but I mean my point is if you went to my parents' house on, on the south shore of Staten Island and someone was smoking weed in the backyard, like I don't think the cops are going to give them a ticket for doing that. Whereas if you're walking on the streets and you know in Brooklyn somewhere, it's a lot easier to ticket somebody for yeah, doing absolutely, that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah. I mean there's the, the, the definitely no like spaces, like safe spaces to that, consume exactly. like a backyard in somebody's yeah. house. Well, yeah. Well, but but now Jake talked about safe space earlier. Are you telling me that the CCA has a safe space to no. enjoy the product? <laughs> no, what I was trying okay. to say was CCA creates a safe space for people of color to come in and try to find resources to get in legalized cannabis and hemp. So there's like pamphlets. P 
pa- not well, not just pamphlet. <laughs> uh, you know, trying to like meet with the co-founders like me, Leland, uh, a lot of our a lot of our um, people who are coming this Saturday. Trying to basically make those connections and trying to make people understand that you're you're not being left out. You're just being you're just being shown that there's more information than you're being let on, and th- th- right. we're able to provide resources for so it. So I got a question: What kind of business are we talking about? Ah, like, we're we in New York City. I mean, we're in New York State. It's okay. still illegal. Yeah. So are you telling people to, to get out of the state and go work someplace else? No. Or are there ways to actually well, make this profitable right here in our own backyard? There are ways of profitable. It's just a, it's a matter how you look at it. Like Leland's going to be speaking on the um, the uh, media bo- uh, the, me- the media panel, right? And, and in regards to that, like, look at how many services are moving to the city for just the, the sake of just having a flagship store here. Like, I think High Times is leaving, but they're still having their, like, you know, set up here. So showing people the different avenues of just, like, whether it's media, whether it's ancillary, whether it's, you know, clothing, showing them that. Or if they want to leave the state, we'll provide that, with provide them with the info. But just thinking that you have to touch the plant is just, you know, that's a moot point. Yeah. And, yeah. Just, and, and just, it's expensive. And just so you know, Vince, I mm-hmm. actually applied for a job at High Times many times in my career. You know, it's a, it's a, J- Johnny, I don't know if you can put up a picture of High Times, but High Times is a re- totally legitimate magazine. I always knew the pot boom was coming. So my first, right out of college, I applied for I'm not a pot user, but I figured this is the next big thing. And it's always been the next big thing. And very recently, they were looking for an editor-in-chief. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't get the job, and I think I think the problem was I said I'm you not lacked experience. Coach. I said I'm not a pot a, a big pot user, but I think you need a guy like me, an editor, bulldog of an editor. No, no doubt. Who works that. with young reporters? Yeah. Well, they said no. So if Aww. you know anybody at High Times, you guys know anybody at High Times? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tell them. We got you. We got Tell you. them they made the biggest mistake of their career, <laughs> and they still have a chance. All right. I'll let, I'll let them know. Because unlike the failing the NY Daily News. High Times is going to be around for a while because now if every state legalizes, yeah. High Times becomes the Time magazine yeah, of America. They're straight to Cali and they they still have their store here, but they're you know they're going straight to the motherland right now. What can you buy at the High Times store? Shirts. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's all it's all merch stuff. Yeah, merchandise. Essentially, stuff. it's clothing, pins. Yeah, yeah but where it, is the Brooklyn Paper Store, Gersh? The Brooklyn Paper Store is what yeah. Where is it? Coming no, but soon. <laughs> in, but if 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 we'll sell weed. If New, well, if New York legalized <laughs> marijuana, the High Times store would be a place where you could get reliable strains with intelligent I people. I mean, if they were able to apply for a license that would allow them to distribute marijuana, I mean, cannabis, then most likely, if, if, that's, if that's the type of attention that they want or the type of, uh, you know, Evolving that type of entity, yeah, that's then, yeah, the, most likely, yeah. That's the kind of attention they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, I, mean, I would I, think so. I mean, I, I, I never even got to the interview phase, and that really is depressing to me because I, I'm a, a bulldog editor, great editor, yeah. who's willing to I- explore the editing process of, of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Try things. Yeah, of course. Yes. We'll try Just write that. If it doesn't work, we'll try it again. Try know, it if again. it's sativa, we'll try an indica. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We'll suck it in. We'll see how it feels. That's right. All right, guys. So let's just give the Let details. Remember, we're with... That's what she said. Let's just give the details of the entrepreneurial workshop. Just tell us all. It's at the Electroplex Center or whatever. What is that? Electropositive yeah. in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Yeah, it's a um, it's a workspace, a kind of a co-work space in Crown Heights. Um, we chose it, uh, that area, just because, again, we are trying to reach out to people of color for this event. And, mm. you know, kind of the vision that we want is we want somebody to come to our event and leave having the tools that they need to mm-hmm. put forward a business plan and start their business in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. And whether that's, you know, moving Media. out of state and going to a legal state to touch the plan or making an ancillary business, mm-hmm. which is the major focus. Because at the end of the day, all the same jobs that's required for any other industry are, are still required for the cannabis industry. Yes. And so I, that's, you know, that's kind of one of the big takeaways that we're going to be giving is like, mm-hmm. you can make that transition and you can yeah. do it here in New York mm-hmm. um, as long as, 
not you know touching the plant isn't your pro- like, your priority exactly yeah Can, no, this it, could help you Gersh, with your dinner theater thing you know I'm trying to do dinner theater but that that's, Ooh, a, that's a side that would be perfect that would be perfect <laughs> is it illegal for me to <laughs> use a vape pen with a little bit of marijuana oil the oil is illegal in the city also right mm, yes yes it is yes mm, yes <laughs> <laughs> illegal so I cannot legally get high on anything other than booze. No, if you, unless Caffeine? you're a me- unless you're, <laughs> unless you're a medical patient, you can't get high on anything. In All right, state. but when I, so I have friends in California, and yeah. they had medical marijuana early ninety six, yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety five, yeah. So all my friends are like, they go to the doctor, and it. You have to admit, it was yeah. a total sham. Doc, I'm having trouble sleeping. All right, here's a prescription. Doc, yeah. I'm anxious. Like, who the <laughs> fuck isn't anxious now? Come on, <laughs> everybody is anxious. So they all had they all had prescriptions. Yeah. So that and that's not how it is in New York. It's really no. It's really rigid. It's really it's really restrictive. Um, basically, we don't we don't allow we don't allow flour. We don't allow edibles. We only allow oils, vapes, and tinctures. Yeah, and they tinctures. are tinctures. Yeah, what's, what's a tinctures? That's from the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, eighteen hundreds. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it is. They, yeah, they, yeah. Yes, yes. Old, the old, the old, yeah, you can't even smoke the old it, pharmacy but, type tincture. But the only way you can get it is if you have like five different diseases, like serious yeah, yeah, diseases, yeah. cancer and and I one. What's the I one? Got MS. They got MS. Glaucoma. Glaucoma. No, we don't have MS. Really? Do we? No, I thought it was MS. Yeah, yeah, we do have MS. Oh, we do have MS. We, have, uh, we just we just got chronic pain. That's what ALS. Oh, I got to talk to my uncle. He's got MS. Hold on. Here's the thing: you you have to have that condition, and then you have to have qualifying conditions on top of those conditions. So, like, if you have um, cancer, you have to have wasting disease mm. and something else. Because I got chronic pain. My uncle is in a wheelchair, and his computer is really slow. So, like, he needs something to. I mean, to get him it's, the day. it sounds like we could get him in there. <laughs> this guy literally <laughs> calls Vince four times a day. To complain about his computer. Now Vince is running a 16 paper chain without the help of Gersh Kunstman anymore. He's editing. He's re- doing everything right. Doing and a radio show. And you are your your head is so deep underwater <laughs> that you don't even need pot because you're you're wa- you're being waterboarded. <laughs> you're being tortured. <laughs> yes. So he is he needs Gersh Kunstman to work with him at the Brooklyn paper, but they yeah. won't. The, the bastards won't bring me back. <laughs> so he needs to get high. But the point is, his uncle calls him four times a day, and he, I got to say, it is the worst. That's no. it. What's going on with this contraption? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's more like this. Like, hey, it's Uncle Pete. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I lost my, uh, lost my, uh, all, uh, all the addresses in AOL. Uh, it's you gotta come over. Yeah, you gotta come over. <laughs> and now I'm gonna say, well, you got any weed? Yeah. <laughs> no. So okay. So chronic pain. What's the ancillary disease you need beyond the chronic pain to get a prescription? So chronic pain, you have to have pretty much exhausted all your other avenues for treating the chronic pain, mm-hmm. and you have to have been with that doctor for a set amount of time. And I forget the amount of time. And so don't you have to use opioids, opioids for like the well, number of well, months? Well, essentially, that's like exhausting all your other okay, options. Right. It yeah. is oh, I'm not using opioids. I'm not well, going well, to Well, see, that that's, that's what really bothers me is that you have to say like, yes, I've taken all these opioids, and they don't work oh, for you me. You don't have to take them. You, know, you put them under your tongue while the guy's there. He leaves. You take it out. You flush in the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that. Yeah. Is that is that how you got past the Major League Baseball steroid uh, tech <laughs> test that? Oh lord. Yeah, I pee, I peed in a cup. I gave it to Johnny. Johnny gave me his pee and everything worked out. <laughs> I'm not taking Johnny's pee. No, J- Johnny's oh pee and then lord. I got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to get out. Guys, let's talk about give us the the boilerplate. The address of the Electoral Plex Center. Come, give me the whole thing. Just give us the... F- All right, I'll do it. You don't have it. <laughs> guys, They're reaching into their pockets. Guys, just so you know, this is Looking the under cannabis, their hats. cannabis Cultural Association's inaugural entrepreneurial empowerment workshop. It's going to be this weekend. Not all weekend. Just this Saturday, April 29th at... The Electropositive Center, which is 629 Classen Avenue. Yeah. If you want to go online, you can go to wearecannabisculture.com. 
Mm-hmm. That's normal spelling. Yes. Or you can go to www.electroposi.tv. Yes. You see what they did there? They took electropositive. They went electroposi.tv. So you can go there Catchy. at 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's not expensive. You're going to get a lot of information for Oh, 20. we also have a special promo code for 20, 50% off. Gee, what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be a little bit of stoner, yeah, no, stoner corny. No one tried that, I'm yeah. sure. No one, so, no one so figured that, tr- that one that out. brings the price down from $50 to $25. Yes. So if you, and, and you can mention the Brooklyn paper. It doesn't help you. Mention 420 you get half price. Yes. So go. that's the Co- Cannabis Cultural Association's Entrepreneurial Workshop inaugural event. Really, this is your big first. Your, it's your coming out party. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. will there be, and you can be honest, will there be any chance that if I come to that event, someone's going to get me high? No comment. Not, <laughs> not in the event. Of course, may, not. maybe outside of the event, or <laughs> possibly in the, the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we don't. We certainly don't <laughs> discourage that. But we want you to be safe. We want you to be healthy. Now, yeah. listen. Last words. We always let our um, guests, especially when they're in studio, we throw, put them on the spot. We say, "Look, is there anything else you want to mention that you think we forgot? Any uh, a girlfriend you want to say hi to? Uh, a hi you want to say girlfriend to?" I, that was like a little marijuana. Thing. I saw work out. Uh, or just something off topic. Go, Jake. Jake first. Um, come, please come out to our event this Saturday. We are Cannabis Culture Electro Positive. All right, fair enough. That was pretty lame. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, hi, Shyla. If you're listening. <laughs> oh. no. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, yeah, I, I just want to leave that. You know, the the cannabis industry is going to be the next big industry, and you know, the CCA is going to carve out a spot for people of color yeah. and, you know, beyond not only creating jobs, but also educating on the history of it, because there's mm-hmm. still so much people don't yeah. know. So, you know, if you're cur- curious about us, always come to our website, yeah. follow us on Facebook, yeah. nice. um, and you'll Instagram. get lots of information yeah. on everything from laws to history, everything that's going on the East yeah. Coast, we like to keep up on. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So just so you guys know, if you're tuning in just now, that was Leland Radovanovich, who's a spokesman for the Cannabis Cultural Association. On his right is Jake Plowden, who is one of the co-founders, joining us today to talk about cannabis entrepreneurial opportunities and whether Vincent Gersh should just be getting high all the time. I know. <laughs> Why aren't we in this business? All right. We got to pay a couple of bills and then we'll get the hell out of here. Johnny, give us a little pay in the bills music. <laughs> In a white room <laughs> with it's the curtains. Oh, that's not what I was looking for. Anyway, okay. So I'm going to ask the last two guests, when was the last time you saw a quality dentist who was truly affordable? Uh, Never. Never. See? Never. Because never. there aren't that many truly affordable quality dentists, except there's one, and it's Dr. Joseph Lichter in Midwood. Now, listen, you can be like, oh, does he have a state-of-the-art office? Check. Check. Does he have hygienists and, and, and skilled technicians? Check. Check. Does he do every test and all the x-rays the right way? Check. Check. Are his prices so low he's practically giving it all away? Check. Check. Let me give you some of these prices. Zoom bleaching, $395. Dent- dental implants, $1250. Invisalign, that's the adult braces, $39.95. Now, you know this guy's good because he's the official dentist of the New York Riveters, the WNHL team. So, call Dr. Joseph Lichter today, 718-339-7878. Or go online, josephlichterdds.com. Atlas Steakhouse offers a selection of premium cuts aged on-site for perfect texture and taste. Atlas Steakhouse has an extensive list of vintage wines, expertly mixed signature cocktails and signature appetizers guaranteed to stimulate your palate. Atlas Steakhouse has your choice cut steak crafted into a culinary masterpiece just for you. And you know what else they have? 
delightful desserts, mm. each sweeter than the last. Atlas Steakhouse is a completely unique dining experience, and you can visit them at 943 Coney Island Avenue. And, of course, you can find them online at atlassteak.com. You know, Vince talks a lot about steak in these ads, which is great when you're high. Okay, but I talk about something more important. We're, well, I'm not getting any younger. Jake's looking at me and like, I don't know, that guy could be 70. Like, I, but I'm not. But <laughs> no, if I were, no. I'd be talking to Village Care Max. The reason being, Village Care Max is a Medicaid-managed long-term plan. What that means is Medicaid is paying Village Care Max to consult with your doctors, consult with your housing, maybe your landlord. They want you to have the best health care options, but also they want to make sure you stay in your home smoking the weed, drinking the booze, eating the steak, as long as you can. They don't want to throw you in a nursing home, Johnny, like my kids will. <laughs> so you want more information, you go to villagecaremax.org or you call 800-469-6292. And here's the slogan, guys. Village Care Max, live the life, smoke the weed, eat the steak, have the broads that you want to smoke, have, and eat. And all that stuff. Atlas Meat Market in Gravesend is Brooklyn's best, most affordable meat market. And they have it all right there for the taking. You got your deal. You got your steak. You got your chicken. You don't have any pork, all right? It is halal. All right, we'll be clear on that. And the best thing about Atlas Meat Market, you can give them a call right now. Operators are standing by. It's from uh, 9 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. You call them up, and then you find out. You order exactly what you want. You stop by the store later in the day, and they have it ready for you. Their number is 347-915-2000. You got some friends out of state? You want to ship them some steak? Go right ahead. Give Atlas Meat Market a call right now. 347-915-2000. They will ship it anywhere. Do, do not do that with marijuana. It's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. Can You can't cross state lines. You can cross state lines with steak. You cannot cross state right. lines with marijuana. And we're aware of that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't think it's fair. Same thing with, with cigarettes, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. cross state lines. You can't do it. They got different taxes and stuff, stamps. You don't have to worry about tax stamps with Atlas Meat Market. Give them a call today, 347-915-2000. Once again, Atlas Meat Market, 387 Avenue X in Gravesend. All right, well, listen, I'm gonna, it's been a great show. And I, it's, we've opened a lot of eyes. I'm going to ask uh, Johnny, our producer, to play us out in tribute to Bill O'Reilly. Play us out. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll I do it live. I want to thank Leland Radovanovich and Jake Plowden of the Cannabis Cultural Association Obviously, handsome man on my right, Vince DiMaselli. I'm Gersh Kunstman of the failing New York Daily News. <laughs> Please head to the entrepreneurial workshop this weekend at the Electro Positive Center and get high. There you go. We'll see you next week. <laughs>